How you doing, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the I'm Tell Like a T.I.S. podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields here. Got a jam-packed show for you today. Gonna touch on, I'm going to touch on uh, why I think the uh, Green Bay Packers losing to the Seattle Seahawks on Thursday night marks the end of an era for Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy and why I think Mike McCarthy needs to go and why Aaron Rodgers needs to go someplace else to salvage his very stunning, talented NFL career. Also touch on my Cincinnati Bengals and their absolute embarrassment and mockery of a professional football team getting crushed 51-14 to last week against the Saints. And Marvin Lewis is now in charge of the defense after firing uh, Terrell Austin Monday morning. As well as Hugh Jackson making his return to the Bengals coaching staff. And I'll also touch on Le'Veon Bell and him choosing not to play the entire 2018 season, thus ending his career in Pittsburgh and give you my thoughts on that. But let us start first with the Packers. The Green Bay Packers, who have one of the most talented quarterbacks, definitely in my generation, but one of the most talented quarterbacks, not necessarily the greatest, but one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time in Aaron Rodgers. The Green Bay Packers have had a rough stretch, at least on the road at least. You know, they couldn't get the job done against the Rams on the road. They couldn't get it done against New England. And uh, they've just been they've been a bad they've lost every single one of their road games this season, folks. I mean, yeah, they've won every single one of their home games against the Bears, against the uh, Dolphins last week, Monday night against the 49ers. They've won all of their home games, but they've lost all of their road games. And in order for you to be a successful team in the National Football League, you cannot expect to make a deep run into the postseason or even make the playoffs for that matter if you cannot get it done on the road, which is something that the Green Bay Packers have failed to do. They're riding a seven-game road losing streak dating back to last season. As that continued after losing to the Seattle Seahawks Thursday night by the final score of 27-24. to 24. Um, Both teams really needed that win to kind of stay alive in the playoff hunt. More of uh, more Seattle than uh, Green Bay, though, to a certain degree. Because Seattle's not winning the division with the Rams being on a ridiculous hot streak. But uh, the AFC, the NFC North, the division is wide open. So, but the Seahawks needed that win more than the Packers did. But the Packers still would have liked and would have needed to have gotten a win Thursday night because they got the because they got the Bears sitting in first place, and then they, they have the Vikings. So, Seahawks needed that win just because of the fact that there, you know, there's. There's three chairs and there's only uh and there's four there's four people looking at three chairs and someone's gonna get left out. So uh, Seahawks really needed that win Thursday night after coming off of a 
a t another tough loss, which has been their narrative all season with tough losses by a touch by seven points or less. As even though they got swept by the Rams this year, they gave them a run for their money, but they came up short uh, last week. They came up short last week, but a final score of 36 to 31. But anyway, moving to Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, as my man Stephen A. Smith would say, he's a bad man. But Aaron Rodgers, he signed a long, huge extension with Green Bay before the season started. Let's get that right. Why he would do it in Green Bay, I have no idea. Because that defense is entirely no help. Led by uh, Mike Pettin. Uh, not Buddy Ryan. Mike Pettin, let's get that out. Thir 31 points, C.J. Beathard, Monday Night Football. Okay, that's, uh, that's all you, you got to say. That's all you need to know. But if Aaron Rodgers wants to put himself on that greatest of all time level where that wants to put himself on that Montana, Brady, Unitas, Sammy Ball type of level as far as being the, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. He has to get out of Green Bay. And he has to get out of there fast. As great a quarterback as he is. Now granted he's a little overrated. You know, hasn't done much in the playoffs. You know, uh, 2016 NFC Championship game against Atlanta. He, he, they got ran out the building. 2014 NFC Championship game. You know, uh, choked a 16-point lead against the Seahawks. And literally, and literally everything was going wrong for them in that game. You know, 2000, you know, 2015, you know, not much of anything. 2016, they beat, uh, let's see who they beat. They beat the uh, Cowboys. They beat the Cowboys and went on to the next round and went there and lost. So, you know, I, I, could, I could be here all night telling you that, you know, they've managed to win playoff games, but as far as making a deep run with that quarterback, it's just something that they haven't done much of. You would after you would think with Aaron Rodgers, you'd think you'd make it at least a couple Super Bowls. But that tandem, McCarthy and Rodgers, have only made it have only played in one Super Bowl and that's the one that they won back in two thousand and ten. And And if I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, I am beyond disappointed with the produ with the overall production and lack of production as far as championships and championship appearances, Super Bowl appearances are concerned. When you have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, I mean, you can blame Mike McCarthy, you can blame the not doing enough out in free agency, you can blame the defense, but at the bottom line, that. 
that is one of that that's one of the most biggest disappointments of this 2010s decade in sports is the Green Bay Packers only salvaging the manage and really not just having won but only going they've only went to one Super Bowl 2010 2011 Giants 2012 49ers 13 Seahawks 14 Seahawks 15 Panthers 16 Falcons last season Philadelphia Eagles those are those are those are the teams that have represent that have won the NFC Conference Championship and have represented the NFC in the Super Bowl since 2010 Giants Niners Seahawks twice back to back Panthers Falcons and the Eagles last year and if I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, I'm not, I'm not too pleased with the performance of my team. They have absolutely spit up the joint on the road. Defense played a little bit better, but still, I mean, you know, the, the, it's, not the same, it's not the Packer team that, you know, that we are necessarily accustomed to seeing. And that's why I think, in order for Aaron Rodgers to save his career and to Make sure that he gets his way into Canton and at least make sure that his stats and stuff looks good on paper. As he has to he has to leave Green Bay and find another team that has a chance of making a Super Bowl because unless they fire McCarthy or they do a basically a complete overhaul of the Packers, I can't see Aaron Rodgers going to another Super Bowl on that team. I'm sorry, I just can't see it. Now, which brings me to Mike McCarthy. He has to go. I'm sorry, but Mike McCarthy, I don't know if this is, I mean, Harbaugh's running into the same issue with the Ravens. Even though they both got them championships, you know, two years apart, 2010, 2012, they've been there a little while. Maybe the voice is getting a little stale. They've worn out their welcome, but I think Mike McCarthy has to go. Uh, I again, I'm not there. I don't know, but I think Mike. I think it offered this franchise to move on. They have to let Mike McCarthy go. Moving on to my Cincinnati Bungles. Yes, I called them the Bungles because we are the Bungles and all we do is Bungle. Again, lost by 35 points, 45 to 10 against uh, the Chiefs Sunday night. We nearly Bungle. He was us Bungling or Fitzmagic when we barely won by the hair by the hairs of our by the hairs of our little chins. Against uh, Tampa before our bye week. And we bungled against the Steelers. Which is basically, ever since the Steelers game, we played like other pure crap. I mean, I'm not going to front. We've played garbage football. Whether it's defense letting our opponents march up and down the field. Putting up too much points, missed tackles, blown coverages. Now, I get it, some of his injuries, but still, I mean, we, we've played 
horse crap football, really, ever since the Steelers game. I mean, I'm putting it bluntly. I'm telling it like a T.I. That's, that's just, we've played horrible, horrible football. And it continued last week when we got embarrassed at home coming off of a bye week by the final score 51 to 14 against one of the NFL's best in the New Orleans Saints who have been ever since getting uh, embarrassed by Ryan Fitzpatrick in week one. The Saints have been playing phenomenal championship caliber football ever since. But anyway, back to the, I'll get to their game later on against the Eagles. But we've allowed 500 yards in three straight games. First time in the Super Bowl era that that has that a team has allowed 500 plus yards in three straight games. Thus, Marvin Lewis had enough. Gave. Uh, and show defensive coordinator who did a putrid, awful, 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 awful job. Terry Austin showed him the unemployment line. Marvin Lewis, who was the who made his mark on the NFL coaching world as a as base as defensive coordinator and the captain of one of the, of one of the greatest championship defenses in NFL history, the two thousand Ravens. Defensive coordinator for them. He is now the head coach slash defensive coordinator for the Bengals, at least for the rest of the season. My thoughts on that. Glad defensive coordinator got fired. Should have been fired. He needs to be fired. Marvin Lewis, again, if we don't either A, make the playoffs, or B, don't win a playoff game, it's not going to happen because Marvin Lewis is buddy-buddy with the owner. Mike Brown, who makes me sick, but again, no playoffs or no playoff wins. Marvin Lewis needs to he needs to be fired. I'm sorry. You know, he's got one year left on his two year extension. He's got this year and he's got 2019. But again, Marvin Lewis, he should have been gone. Quite frankly, after the 2015 wild card playoff game debacle against the Steelers. And his totally lack of control and his team's lack of discipline. But again, what do I think on him being defensive coordinator? Yeah. That's really yeah. Yeah. I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic, basically. Yeah, I'm optimistic. I'm hoping for the best because I know he has a good track record at that position of coaching but then again it's the bungles so you can when you're a Bengals fan like me who's been through their fair share of heartache and pain and disappointment and bungling you can you can only be hopeful but for so long you know, for, for so much and there's only so much you can really tolerate Le'Veon Bell he is kissed Pittsburgh goodbye Earlier this week, he had a deadline that he had to meet to report to the team in order for him to play in for the 2018 season. He decided to take a pass, and it looks like his return to Pittsburgh was basically for him to, to uh, sell off his home and to gather his stuff because the days of Le'Veon Bell being a Pittsburgh Steeler are no more as he is out. My thoughts on that. Um, I 
you really couldn't see him coming back really anyway, considering all the things his teammates said about him. And I don't think he was, I think he's basically, Ben Roethlisberger basically texted him, well, if this is it, nice having you. Le'Veon Bell didn't respond, so he basically has burned his bridges as far, the literally, burned his bridges with the Pittsburgh Steel organization. He wants no parts of them, at least for the rest, at least for now. Wouldn't be stuck the rest of his career. He is done with the Steeler organization, whether it's Tomlin, whether it's his teammates' offensive line calling him out, which you saw earlier in the season. But he is absolutely done as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Who knows? Maybe it's all the best for Pittsburgh. One less distraction. Maybe they can pull a rabbit out of a hat and win a Super Bowl. Or maybe it's uh, maybe it comes back to bite Le'Veon Bell in the butt. As he heads into free agency this upcoming uh, spring after this football season. Take a break. Talk week 11. Then picks right after this. Welcome back to the Amateur Like TIS podcast. Um, moving on to week 11 in the National Football League. Uh, pick three games that really interest me this week. Three key games. Got... Do Bengals Ravens, Eagles Saints, and then the Monday night game tomorrow night, Chiefs and Rams. Lead off with Bengals Ravens, which is going to kick off at the time I'm doing this podcast. A little late, but 12.58 at the time I'm doing this podcast will kick off. It's right around the corner for this game, so hurry up and get this out the way. Bengals and Ravens. Uh, Bengals beat. The Ravens, their first meeting in week two on a Thursday night. A.J. Green, as you would well remember, you Ravens fans out there listening, A.J. Green put up three touchdowns in the first half and it propelled Cincinnati to first place at the time at the record of 2-0. and And Baltimore fans were brought back down to earth after thinking, you know, pack our bags and get our tickets ready for Atlanta, Georgia after putting a butt whooping on the uh, Bills to begin the season. But anyway... But that was then, this is now. Now the Bengals have really fallen on hard times, like I said, since the Steeler game. They continue, like I said, losing to New Orleans 51-14. Ravens coming off of a bye in their last game. They lost at home to the Steelers, splitting the season series with them. Ravens looking to split the season series with the Bengals. Bengals looking to sweep the season series against the Ravens. No Joe Flacco uh, this afternoon. Bad hip. Lamar Jackson will get his first career start in the NFL. A.J. Green is a game-time decision with a toe injury. Inactives for this game. You have Vontaze Perfect. Dark Quest Denard with a collarbone. John Ross with a groin injury. He will play today. Give picks for that game later on. Saints and Eagles. Eagles, you know, Eagles coming off of a hard loss against the uh, hapless, disgusting, walking piece of mediocrity Dallas Cowboys last week, last Sunday night. And if they had a timeout or if basically everyone on that team had the flash of speed, they probably would have won. But they came up short against the Cowboys by the final score of 27 to 20. 
Eagles need this game more than the Saints do, who, like I said, have been on fire ever since getting embarrassed in week one at home against the Buccaneers. Saints looking to continue their hot streak as of late. Again, they won 51-14 last week against the Bengals. Eagles need this game, though, to really salvage and save their season. The division's not out of reach. You know, if the hoping that the uh, Redskins hit a wall and uh, the Eagles play some hot football, it would have to start this afternoon against the Saints, which they so desperately need to win today. Give picks for that game later on. And then the Monday night game of the week, game of the year, I should really say, Chiefs-Rams. Chiefs coming off of a win at home against Arizona by the final score of 26-14. to Patrick Mahomes did Patrick Mahomes things. What else is new? Rams coming off of a gnawing, heart-wrenching get win against the at home against the Seattle Seahawks after basically being the Southern California's pick me up after the Thousand Oaks bar shooting and the wildfires that are continuing to wipe out people off the face of this earth. Hearts heart uh thoughts and prayers go out to those people and their families. But the Rams Stay at home and they play the Chiefs, which is you know, not only just the Monday night game of the year, you can argue this is the game of the year. Top two teams in the NFL could be a potential Super Bowl preview matchup. Game is moved to LA due to pitiful, pathetic, awful, disgusting field conditions in Mexico City, which is where the at the Estadio Azteca, which is where the game was was heading into this season, was scheduled to be played, but. L.A. will be done a favor as they will get possibly one of the best games of the year played at the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. We'll come back. I'll give you my picks right after this. Welcome back to Yamatel. I can tell you this podcast before we get out of here. I'll give you my week picks for week 11 in the National Football League, the league where they play for First off, Denver and the L.A. Chargers. Denver coming off of a bye week in Week 10. Meanwhile, the Chargers coming off of a 20-6 winning on the road against the Oakland Raiders. Chargers are 7-2. Best start through through the first nine games of the season since 2006. Chargers are favored at minus 7.5. Over-under number combined points 46.5. I have the Chargers winning 28-21, to but I'll take Denver with the points plus 7.5. Dallas at Atlanta. Cowboys, like I said, coming off of a Sunday night win last week against the world cha- against Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. They continue their road stretch as they play the Atlanta Falcons, who themselves are coming off of a... Loss against the Cleveland Browns. They lost 28-16. to absolutely got their butts handed to them by Cleveland as Greg Williams picks up his first win as Cleveland Browns head coach. <coughs> Excuse me. As um, Atlanta's favorite at minus 3.5. Over-under number of points, 48. <coughs> Excuse me. 
48 combined points. I'll take Atlanta to win the game. I'll take Dallas with the points, plus three and a half. I got Atlanta winning 23 to 20. Pittsburgh and Jacksonville, which you would have thought would have been an intriguing, interesting game, but with Pittsburgh being on fire as of late and Jacksonville absolutely really being a shell of themselves what they were last year. This game really is not all that intriguing, to be quite honest with you. Jacksonville is sitting at three and six. They lost a unfortunate loss for them last game is got fumbled late in the game as they lost to Division rival the Colts twenty nine to twenty six is like I said they fell to three and six. Meanwhile, Pittsburgh coming off of a fifty two twenty one Thursday night win against Carolina as they remain hot. Like I said, no Le'Veon Bell, so it's all James Conner for the rest of the season. Pittsburgh is favored at minus five points over under number combined points forty seven and a half. I'll take Jacksonville to win the game. Nice so I'm still holding a little bit of hope for Jacksonville. They don't win this game. It's game over for them. I'll take them plus the five points. I'll take them to beat Pittsburgh, which Pittsburgh is even though they're playing well. They by the way they're getting they're looking for revenge off of Jacksonville after getting absolutely embarrassed in Pittsburgh twice last year. <coughs> Excuse me, getting blown out. In last October, then getting embarrassed defensively, getting embarrassed by Blake Bortles and company uh, this past January in the divisional playoff game. But anyway, I'll take Jacksonville plus five, 28-23. I will take Jacksonville. Tampa Bay and the Giants. Tampa Bay coming off of... Let's get this dopey thing to load on these computers anyway. But the Giants, well, I'm looking for it. The Giants are coming off of a win against uh, the 49ers last Monday night as it's their first win since beating the Texans earlier in the season. Meanwhile, Tampa Bay is coming off a 16-3 loss, even though Fitzception, Fitzmagic, whatever you want to call him, put up, uh, threw up, through for had over 500 yards of offense that Buccaneers offense they've been only three points show for a very pathetic job by them uh the Giants are favored at minus two over over under combined points 52 points I will take Tampa Bay plus the two points 28 21 Houston at Washington Houston coming off of a bye week meanwhile Washington like I said beat Improved to six and three as yes six and three by beating Tampa Bay like I previously just said. Houston has been playing great football these last month and a half. Meanwhile, Washington continues to pad their first place lead in the NFC East. Houston's favorite at minus two and a half. I will take Houston twenty four to twenty one. Philadelphia and New Orleans. New Orleans, like I said, 51-14 against my Bungles. Don't need to say it any. I don't need to say it again. Uh, New Orleans favored minus seven and a half. Meanwhile, Philadelphia, like I said, coming off of a heartbreaking loss against the Cowboys, 27 to 20 last week. 
Philadelphia has to win this game, and I'll take them to do so. I'll take them plus the points, 7.5, 28-27. I have your Philadelphia Eagles. Panthers and Carolina, and excuse me, Panthers and Lions. Panthers coming off of an absolute embarrassment two Thursday nights ago against the Steers, 52-21. Meanwhile, the Lions are coming off of a loss themselves, losing to the Bears, falling to 3-6, and six, as they lost against the Bears on the road, 34-22. Point in that... Uh, Point spread in that game, Carolina minus three and a half. I will take Carolina 31 to 17. I expect them to win big and bounce back. Oakland and Arizona. I will take Arizona. Excuse me, I'll take Oakland plus the four points, 24-21. Cincinnati and Baltimore. Even though this game's already started, I don't know the scores. So, and these picks were made Wednesday night as a disclaimer. Um I made I was when I put them on pen to paper. Cincinnati, like I said, coming off of an embarrassment. Marvin Lewis, defensive coordinator. Ambitious to see what's gonna happen with them. Meanwhile, Baltimore coming off of a bye week and a loss to Pittsburgh. Baltimore has to win this both teams really need to win this game to really salvage this season. Cincinnati looking for the season sweep of Baltimore. They are a Baltimore's favorite minus four points. I'll take Lamar, remember, Lamar Jackson starting, no Joe Flacco. I'll take Cincinnati plus the four points. I'll have Cincinnati winning 27-17. Titans and Colts. Colts coming off of, like I said, a, an impressive victory against Jacksonville. Looking f- as they look to climb up the AFC South standings. Meanwhile, Tennessee coming off an absolute butt whooping that brought a tear to America's eye. Tears of joy after... Handing after ripping Brady and Belichick a new one in a revenge game for many expatriates, their coach Mike Verbabel included. Colts are favorite of minus two. I'll take Tennessee plus two, 27-24. And Minnesota at Chicago. Sunday night game of the week on NBC. Chicago coming off of a win at home, an impressive win against the Lions, like I previously stated. Minnesota coming off of a bye week. Chicago favored minus two and a half points. I'll take Chicago 27-24. And in the Monday night game, and if not the game of the year, between future Super Bowl 53 preview matchup between the Chiefs and the Rams. Like I said, Chiefs coming off of a win at home against the Cardinals. Meanwhile, the Rams coming off of a win, sweeping Seattle last week at home. Carolina, or excuse me, the Rams stay at home as the game, which was previously held in Mexico City, is moved to the Coliseum. The Rams are favored on minus three and a half. I will take the Rams to win in a high-scoring shootout affair, forty-two to thirty-eight. And those, ladies and gentlemen, are your picks for week. 11 in the National Football League in a league where they play for pay. In a league where they play for pay, excuse me. So for Jai Shields, uh, let's see if I can do a podcast for a midweek edition of the Amateur Like a TIS podcast. See if I can do that a little before Thanksgiving to kind of recap week 11 and then look to the three games in, uh, that's going to happen Thanksgiving Day. I'll keep you posted on that. 
those of you who are interested in listening. So for Josh Shields, hope you enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Enjoy week 11 of the National Football League. Take care.